Hey, hello guys. This is a new episode which was like really important for me to make and which was so much fun for me to make because today is Kurt Cobain's birthday and Kurt Cobain was one of the most important people in my life so far even though he's been dead for so many years. So um, for this episode I got myself a guest with me again which is Amelie who is a really great friend of mine and she made a playlist as I get to know the guest of today which um Heli also did in the last episode she will be on this time again she will only have a short cameo though um now I need you to go to SoundCloud and open the playlist the grunge and candy minus Amelie because I forgot to say that in the episode I'm sorry um you will need that in a minute so please go there open that and we will talk about it as soon as this podcast starts it's literally the first thing and second of all um as we had to record this from two different places because meeting during a like pandemic would be really irresponsible just to make a podcast episode. Um, there might be some like disturbing noises within, but I tried to edit like everything out um, I could, and I'm like pretty confident that it's now um, a quite solid audio and um, now however i'm really sorry if you should get some noises that don't belong there i really did my best and i believe if you still carry on listening this is a really great episode it is one of the best i did so far and it is probably like one of the favorites for me to make um now i'll leave you with the episode i really hope you'll have fun Hello, this is the fourth fourth episode of the Grunge and Candy podcast. Today we are celebrating Kurt Cobain's 54th birthday. Um, and for that occasion, I invited myself good friend of mine, Amelie. Hello. Hey. And also with us today is Heli, who just happens to be with her. Hi. Okay, so, Amelie, I asked you to do a playlist like Kelly did last episode. Um, would you care to run through, the, run through that real quick to let us know what's in there and how you connect to those songs? Yeah, of course I can do it. Okay, so, <laughs> um, the first song is Ruby by 21 Pilots from Regional at Best. And for me, 21 Pilots was the first band I listened to that actually like got me into music. Before I was listening to music a lot already, but only to like pop stuff on the radio. But uh, 21 Pilots really got me into it, so I have like a special connection to them. And I have all their albums and still listen to them in whole just because I think, I don't know, it's just memories. <laughs> I really like it. And the second one is Head First for Halos from Michael McCormick's. My Comeco Romance is one of my favorite bands of all time and Head First for Halos is just my favorite song of them and it's just brought me a lot of comfort in the last years. I... Then we got... Uh, yeah. Sorry, I, I have to say I listened to like, in my life I listened to like three or four songs by My Chemical Romance, even though everyone always told me to listen to them. But I don't know, I kind of missed out on that. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I, I 
Yeah, I know a lot of people who would tell you to listen to it too, but I I loved how I loved like. uh, Little Peep's um version of that one My Chemical Romance song on the documentary though. I don't know if you can remember, but he, uh, and at one point he like starts to sing a, a My Chemical Romance song, but like changes the lyrics a little bit and goes uh, when I, when I was a young peep. But, oh right, yeah. Yeah, yeah I love that. <laughs> I really love that. And I watched like one of the interviews uh, where I don't know it was something for Halloween, and he he just made some reference to Jared Way, and it made me so happy. <laughs> I don't know. It was really cute. So, have you listened to the Twenty One Pilots cover of My Chemical Romance Cancer? It would be sad if you didn't. It's really good. It's really beautiful. Like I, I didn't. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's alright. I'll send it to okay, you later. Thank you. So, um, the third song is High School from Lil Peep. It's my favorite song from Lil Peep and. It's just, we talked about this already sometime. It's just that for me, Lil Peep can be a really big source of comfort, but it can also, in certain times, kind of keep a rather bad mood, just so you, like a little longer, so you can do something stupid. So that's exactly what happened to me with this song, but I still love it, and it's just... I don't know, I find it amazing. And I told you actually to learn the chords in the beginning or the tap because I found it so beautiful and I can't play guitar. Yeah, and I messed it up. I learned the wrong stuff. Um, I, no, you didn't. I, I ended up learning I Crash, You Crash, which is actually a sample uh, from Pierce the Whale. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Helly yes. is wearing a Pierce the Whale, Pierce the Whale t-shirt right now. That's true. It's from 2017, though it's really old by now. But I love it so much. Hedy, do you want to tell us about the Pierce of the Way song, though? Uh, the Pierce of the Way song is... Oh my god, I forgot what it's called. <laughs> I think it's Today I Saw the Whole World or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Today I Saw the Whole World. I actually don't really like the song with the actual version, but I love the acoustic version. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah, and... Yeah, I know that. And... um. Yeah, I hope you included that in the song. I crash, you crash. Like in the end, it's just like five seconds of it or something. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, it's so beautiful. I think I actually listened to I crash, you crash before I listened to today. Saw the whole world actually, but then I loved it even more. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> That's sweet. Okay, let's go on the in the mm-hmm. playlist. Yeah, I'll hurry. The next song is to. from Avril Lavigne. Freak out. <laughs> Thank you. And Avril Lavigne is just a big part of my childhood because my dad loves her and we had like many of her albums. So yeah, I used to always listen to it and I'm just, I totally love her and her music, just the vibe it has. It's just, I don't know, it's a big part of me by now, I think. I was so not surprised when I saw her in your playlist. I was really like, oh my god, yes, that fits. Didn't she like do a Smells Thanks. Like Teen Spirit cover? I don't know, maybe recently. I haven't listened to so much of her recent stuff. Okay. But I don't know. I think she did her first album with 13 or something. Ooh. Or wrote first songs of it. It's just so impressive. I love her. 
And then there's Blink-182, Adam's song. <laughs> That's also one I've listened to a hundred times just because it's so comforting. And I just re I'm really into punk rock or like skate rock, I'd say, like Blink too. It's just really fun. When I'm in a good mood, I listen to it all the time. Yeah. Like for me, Blink always was like the emo side of punk rock somehow because I know the sound is pretty much like what I know from like 2000s emo. But I don't know. That's just yeah, definitely. something I connect to that. If you've listened to I Miss You, that's so on point. <laughs> True. Do you, have you guys listened to the last album they put out? I am not sure. It's like a really, it has like a really colorful cover. I... Uh, with with pink stuff and everything. I haven't really listened to their recent stuff. I know. I yeah. think. Sorry. I think just a few songs from. Me too. Yeah. I'm sorry I did interrupt you. No, it's alright. Um, but we can go on, if you want. So the next thing is Billie Eilish, "Come Out and Play," and I just listened to her because of her voice, because she's like the ultimate singer for me. If it comes to like. I don't know, in a way that I would sing if I could sing. And it's just... You can. You definitely can. It's just that her voice is so... I don't know. And what she does with it, it amazes me. And it, like, really makes me feel something. And Come Out and Play is just my favorite song with the topic. Because she's, like, singing to somebody who isn't is really quiet and introverted. And she's just like... I get it, but you'd have more fun if you would talk to me or something. Or, I love you the way you are, but just write something out. I don't know. It's really beautiful written. Yeah. So, the next one is Two Ghosts from Harry Styles, because I think his solo stuff is just amazing. Especially, like, the first one, the first record, which I think is called Harry Styles, but it's just, the songwriting is just, wow. I didn't expect that although i used to like one direction when i was younger but i did not expect that and i just love it it's just so ethereal oh yeah so I, I, then there I, i'm sorry yeah, yeah. Um, i don't know what happened to my like youtube algorithm but for some reason I'm, i keep getting one direction videos suggested um, <laughs> i watched like five one direction videos like yesterday and today and i don't even like them I don't like their music anymore, but I think the videos are really well done. And I still think no, so. It, <laughs> it's just... I like it. It wasn't even their video videos. It was like James Corden with One Direction doing some shit. And I don't like James Corden either. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's my so that's my form of procrastination. Of course. Still, yeah. I know that I do that all the time too, just to procrastinate. Um, the next song is Minet from K-Flay. K-Flay is a pretty new artist and she is a British singer and she just has amazing lyrics. I have this wall uh, over my bed, above my bed, <laughs> and I have pinned different like small sheets of paper with lyrics on it and there are probably five of hers because it's just so beautiful. Like, one I really like is Beauty Has a Way of Crushing Me. And I just heard that and I was like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just really beautiful. 
The next one is Hosier, Cherry Wine, because I just love the songwriting of Hosier. I love his lyrics and the mood in his songs. It's just like this dark academia vibe. And it's just, I don't know. It has a really own vibe to it. And it's just so natural. I really like it. Um, the next one is Machine Gun Kelly, Merry Go Round, which is one of his earlier songs. I do listen to Machine Gun Kelly quite a lot by now. And I don't know, it just gives me comfort too. And Merry Go Round has a really tragic story. It's about some couple who ran away together and she was having doubts or something. So uh, he was uh, getting her heroin to try because probably he took it or something. And to chill and then he goes to war and I can't explain that good but it's really tragic but really beautiful and yeah both die at the end (laughs) the next one is from Palais Royale which is also a not that old band and at least the guys are pretty young, they're all brothers and I just really like their music too, it's just, I don't know it's, I'd actually call it like classic rock or like a little emo but Really, it's beautiful. And Love the White is actually a um, reference to a writer or lecturer, which his name I forgot, but I have a book of him. <laughs> and it's just beautiful. He figure he um, studied things like different kinds of spirituality and religions, especially in the direction of Zen and Buddhism. And it's just great how he explains it and it's really peaceful to read it i don't know it's one of my favorite books Hmm. the next one is rihanna never ending because i really connect to the lyrics i used to have it on repeat and i think rihanna is an amazing artist actually (laughs) just in a whole nother way than the rest of the playlist yeah i I was surprised um seeing rihanna in there (laughs) I thought so. I just, I don't know. I think she's great. Um, the next one is Bad Idea from Girl in Red, but a cover that one of my friends did. Cause I, um, her name is Eileen and I met her in the hospital and just, she has an amazing voice and I just listened to her sing that we both had ukuleles in our room. We were living together and I just cried because she is so great at it. It was so beautiful. So did she upload so that cover? Just... Yeah, she did. I made her do it actually because I asked her uh, to record it for me <laughs> so I can listen to it because I liked it way better than the actual version from Gordon Red, although I like her. And she did that and after what she told me, she actually loaded it up and I was so proud because <laughs> she was so scared to record it. That's oh, so sweet. But, yeah. but Emily, yeah. do you listen to Girl and Red? <laughs> <laughs> um, the next one is Plista from Wally Boy. Oh, wait, wait, wait a second. Wait a only... second. D- does does she have more music like on her account? No, that's the first thing she uploaded. But I think she's gonna upload one. Well, I don't know. I could listen to her for hours. <laughs> it's just. Let's hope know. she uploads more and. Everyone who is here listening should go check her out. Support your small artists of choice. Go there. She's really great. And actually, she might just as well be listening to you because I told her and 
she listened to some of your podcasts and was like, he has a really nice voice. I like it. <laughs> so she might just hear you. Well, thank okay. you. If you're listening <laughs> to this, I really liked your cover. Oh, oh you're cute. Okay, sorry. Um, so the next one is Blister from Ravy Boy. It's, I think, the only German artist in my playlist. And um, I just like his whole vibe. It's this kind of mix of goth and kawaii. And it's just, I don't know, it's really um, emo, like really emo. But I just think that song is beautiful because it has this spacey, calm feel to it. Just like, kind of like he was high when he wrote it. <laughs> I don't know. Most artists are I really though, like probably. <laughs> Yeah, that could be. And he has, like, um, friends. I don't know if you know them, but a lot of people in Germany obviously know them. They used to be YouTubers, and now they're musicians. And, yeah, I also love listening to them and just watching their vlogs, because it's that kind of life that I would like to have, because they're so... It's just... I don't know. I can't explain it. <laughs> you just gotta watch it. It's just so calming how they do it and they just exist in their own ways spreading love i don't know okay that sounds great yeah the next one is high and dry from radiohead because i love radiohead and high and dry is just one of my favorite songs but that's just um in place there for radiohead because i really like them <laughs> Yeah, radio Radiohead is cool. This is a great place to call uh, to talk about Radiohead. Is they just hated to be called a grunge band. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, they that one song which is like kind of in that area, and then everyone called them that. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so. Tragic. It's just like blur. Yeah. Right. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, and last one is One Step Closer from Linkin Park. And I know that you don't like Linkin Park. Yeah, I don't like them. But I just love listening to them when I'm really upset or like angry. Just like when I just want to run away or something. It's just really nice too for me. Because the music is so angry and so desperate. I don't know. Yeah. I get the Yeah, why. I totally get that. I just like never connected to them so much. They make great music. It's just not like my the type I would listen to. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, that Well, thank that. you for running us through that. Um, yeah, well, let's get into today's topic, I'd say. Of course. Yeah. So, Amelie, what is your connection to Kurt Cobain? And Heli, too, if you want to talk. Oh, so I can talk. Um, I I can make a little introduction. So I have been listening. Nirvana is actually my fifth most listened artist on Spotify in 2020. Even though I have no idea about them, though. <laughs> like I, um, I listen to you talking mostly, and so every knowledge I have is from you. But I do know that. For Amelie and for you, Kurt is kind of uh, an idol. And I want to know why. So please tell me why. I mean, um, like from the episode we both did, like, um, I don't know, two days ago, 
Yeah. He is just like an amazing person. That's what I got. Um, a feminist standing up for the beliefs he has. And that's what I think is really impressive. So, yeah, but I'm, I'm willing to get more reasons to love him. Um, yeah, okay, I'm trying. Um, <laughs> I didn't actually know Nirvana that early because my parents hated for some reason. <laughs> my parents are weird. And, yeah, but I got to know them a little later when I was in middle school, I think, and I just... I just, when I get into a band or something, I just spend so much time watching interviews and reading yeah. and listening to them. It's just, I don't do anything else. So I just really got into them and their whole, like, is kind of their way of living or, like, their values more. Just being a human being with everyone and not, um, not, talking about people but to people i don't know how to explain yeah, it yeah, yeah. it's just a feeling yeah like kind of like authenticity but not really that yeah but just yeah <laughs> and staying true to themselves yeah it's like even though they were like big yeah it's like that band where you feel like you can really be yourself around them and they they were too yeah um so then you actually got into nirvana earlier than i did I think like my oh. my first like Nirvana phase came already like at our high school right now, but like in ninth grade, and then I kind of stopped listening to them for some time for some reason, and then I watched that movie with my uh, with my mom in the cinema, uh, which is called Beautiful Boy, starring Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> I love that yeah, movie. Yeah, that that was such a great movie. And there's that Nirvana song playing at some point when he's like on a really heavy drug t trip, um, territorial pissings. Yeah, I I remember that scene. It was like my favorite scene of yeah, the movie. Yeah, it, it was really great. They they made that so well, and there are like flashbacks to young Timmy in the car with uh with his dad. Like not young Timmy, but the character <laughs> Timothy played. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what yeah, you mean. Um, And I, I I was, while I was sitting there, I was trying to figure out what song that was. And I was like, I know this song. What is this? And and then I, I then I spent a lot of time listening through the albums and trying to find out which, which song this is um, until I finally figured it out when I um, listened to it again on YouTube and it was in the captions. <laughs> But yeah, this was like <laughs> my second introduction to Nirvana. And after that, I got into them like heavily and... I like Kurt Cobain was like my bad role model I got myself. <laughs> Before that I I didn't like have that um have like a person to look up to in such a way. So for me he was always an inspiration in the things he did and um how he like led his life, I'd say. Yeah, I know what you mean, definitely. And I would not have thought that you got into Nirvana only at our current school, like in high school. I am really surprised. I, I mean, I, I knew of their existence before. <laughs> um, uh, my mom used to like them a lot when she was younger. Um, and I think... Oh, gosh. Um, 
in when I was in sixth grade, I wanted to audition for a band. Oh god. <laughs> Oh, that, that's yeah, cute. Yeah, it was. I, I guess it was cute, but it, it for me at the time it was like, like uh, it it wasn't a good experience for me in sixth sixth grade, and so this band like it was our school band, and they had like a flyer which said you can audition with these bands, and one of those were was Nirvana. So my mom showed me Nirvana songs. I I didn't audition with uh, Nirvana in the end. I did an Ärzte song and I sucked but <laughs> um, yeah so this was I think the first time I heard a Nirvana song playing somewhere but I I didn't like them at the time I think I was very young I mean although of course many people are introduced to it by their parents I think 6th grade isn't the best point <laughs> to get introduced I think it's like probably best a little bit later, like just a tiny bit later. So you're just like, I don't know, kind of understand the feelings a little yeah. better. Like I, Although, of course, sixth grades can do that, but it's just more likely. Yeah, yeah, totally. I got that whole ass plan set up for my kids to some someday like lead them up to that Nirvana experience when they're like teenagers and which music to show them and yeah i that is really really cute <laughs> i just want to have them grow up with good music and have them develop a good music taste oh i'm sure they will like they will definitely because i i didn't i just i just listened to pop music until like in at some point, like, or I didn't really listen to pop music actively just when it was on the radio. Then at some point, like, it was kind of like you said with 21 Pilots, but for me it was Jeff Buckley. Uh, when I listened to him, like, that was the point I got seriously into music. Yeah, you. I listened to your podcast and uh, you said it and I found it so cool because uh, when you told me about him in Ecuador, I actually got his... CD like his album Grace and I fucking love it. It's just so amazing. Yeah, it's really great. It's like pure music. Like someone takes and I think there's a quote where it says like a pure drop of music from an ocean of noise. Um, that album. Yeah, I love that so much. But we wanted to talk about Kurt Cobain because it's his birthday. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's a good. Point. I'm sorry. I really got off topic. Um, so. That's all so right. he would turn 54. That means he could join the club the second time now. Um, but also, today, let's not talk about the death stuff. Um, I, like, it's his birthday. You don't do that on a birthday. You don't go to a party and, yeah, and say, hey, I really like you. It sucks that you died, though. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine going to a friend's birthday party and go like oh i'm so happy you were born i wonder when you'll die <laughs> that would be kind of creepy yeah like maybe we, we can do a memorial episode in like two months time but for now let's stay happy and appreciate kurt being kurt yeah yeah definitely yeah. so let's let's talk about music first because i think that's like the main point uh, people associate with Kurt Cobain, rightly so. I mean, he was a musician in the end. Yeah. Um, 
So if you were to rank the Nirvana albums, where where would you start? Where what is your I, I think I asked you this before too when we were in Ecuador. Yeah, I think you did, but I don't remember shit. So like does MTV Unplugged count as an album? It does. For the sake of this, let's say it does. Okay. You can also include any other live album if you want. I'm I'm not that like competent, but okay. <laughs> um, I actually haven't listened to Incesticide, so I'm gonna leave that out of the ranking. Okay, all right. I mean, I, pr- I think I heard songs of it, but I haven't listened to it as an album. Yeah, there are, there are uh, some bangers on there. I mean, you sure know Sliver, that's on there. That's possible. Yeah, that, it's it's that Grandma Take Me Home thing. It's pretty popular. I think they play that. Oh yeah, yeah, I know that one. Like that one, you definitely know, but. The rest so, is yeah, pretty much unknown songs. Really they just needed to put an album out. It's like, um, you know, it's they they just needed to put an album out because the record le- record label was like, we want to make money with you guys. Please do something. <laughs> that makes yeah. sense. So, um, I think my favorite might actually be the MTV Unplugged album. Auto. I love the other ones, but it's just. I don't know. I just <laughs> I constantly listen to it or like watch it on YouTube, and I don't just love the versions of the songs. I really love the covers too. I think they did those amazing. So that might just be my favorite. And then I think that's hard. It's probably never mind because that's just what I've listened to most before I got the others, and so I have like strongest connection to yeah. those. That makes sense. And then it's probably Pleach, because that's what I listened to first. <laughs> and I got it in a like, really small record store in Erfurt, and I was so happy. <laughs> Did you get a record or like a CD? No, I got a CD because I don't have a record oh, okay. player. Is that what it's called? Uh, vinyl, <laughs> I don't know, a record, yeah. I don't yeah. have it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, and then it's in usual. I really love that too. Especially the um the lyrics, because I mean he did work on those more than on the other ones. I think he says so himself, but yeah, yeah I just have uh the least connection to it. Although I really like it too. Yeah, I, I I think he said like he ran out of ideas at some point, and he really had to dig deep to like write lyrics for in utero, because. Before that, you made a lot of references to like other stuff, and in utero is just uh, way more personal than the other albums, I think, like lyrics wise. Yeah. Yeah. So that's your official ranking. Yeah, I think that's my official ranking. Although it might just change again and again in a few weeks because I'm um, a person and we change. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry, I can't talk. So what's your ranking? Okay, let's see. Um, so if we take like overall album and impact and stuff, never mind. Definitely has to be first. But for for me myself, because I just love how they play live and I love like that Nirvana feeling when they're live on stage, um, because it's just so much grungy and less polished. I would say that. Um, uh, Nirvana Life at the Paramount is my number one, which also features a lot of the Nevermind songs, if not all of them. 
But that's like a great concert. That's for me like the one of the greatest concert in history, if not the greatest concert. Yeah, then I'd put Nevermind for yeah, sad reasons. Imagine. After that, I don't know. Okay, so I'd say Bleach would be third because it's like Origins and it's not as as polished as Nevermind was. Um. And it's like more what they did originally and less like after producing um which also makes me put um put in utero not that high. Because I, I don't I I mean the sound on in utero for me is not as great as on the other albums. But the lyrics are like deeper, which I really like. Like I connect to the lyrics on in utero more. Also because there's like something to connect. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, Kurt Cobain wrote a lot of lyrics where he just took random pieces of poetry he had written down and just packed them into a song. Um Yeah. yeah. But um before in utero I I put Incesticide, um for the same reason as reasons as Bleach. And then MTV unplugged, then in utero. I think that's my that's my ranking. I think that actually makes sense, especially your first place, because that's just it totally makes sense <laughs> to me. Yeah, like um the the dude who like polished all the Nirvana stuff was actually the producer of Jeff Buckley's Grace, if we were talking about it. On on Nevermind. Yeah, you talk me so it's really cool. Yeah. Like um and I mean, that dude even said that Jeff Buckley was, like, the more talented musician, but that's also, like, Kurt Cobain <laughs> probably wasn't a very talented, like, musician, but he was a really, really great musician. Um, yeah, I know what you yeah. mean. If you compare them, it's probably that way that with the music in that sense, Jeff Buckley was, like, more talented or had more abilities, but... They're yeah. like, yeah, Nirvana is just Nirvana, and it's like they, they like build a whole, um, whole pop culture by putting out an album. I don't think any other band has ever done that. Like, yeah, definitely, yeah. that is really a lot of adding on to music culture. Yeah, like music-wise, there's probably like no more impactful band than them in the last like 50 years, I would say. Which is also a thing to appreciate about Kurt Cobain because he wrote all of those songs. Yeah, definitely. I totally agree. Yeah, and and he also said that like he wanted to start writing songs with the rest of the band, but like he died. So, so he couldn't get into that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like there there was that That's interview true. where he was like standing by the seaside I, th I think it was in Seattle because they were just based there and he was like smoking cigarette after cigarette and some interviewer asked them asked him questions and he was like really he, he seemed kind of annoyed but not annoyed I don't know he was just like really done and beaten up like I mean he went through a heroin addiction was pretty close to committing suicide so I mean that makes sense and I believe that is like the most true interview of his I don't know if you if you know that one 
I know that one, definitely. I've uh, watched it too. And I'm pretty sure it's Seattle because they, at some point, talk about Seattle and I think he points to it. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> That's how I thought it was Seattle. But yeah, I know that one. I love it. It's just... I remember when he talked about that uh, in that one about the book, the perfume, and how he always carries it with yeah. him. And it's just... When we were in Ecuador, you also carried with you at all times, and I thought it was so sweet. Like, I, <laughs> it was just yeah. like... I also, I also like tried to read that book multiple times, but I didn't even like it. I just read it for the, like, for the... Really, I, I actually like it. I love the way it's written. I mean, of course, we don't know if it's, like, also good in English, because at least I read it in German, because it's written yeah. in German. But I think it's so good written. I don't like the way of the writing, actually. I uh, The story is pretty great, but I don't like the way it's written. I don't know. Like, that's the thing that bothers me around, uh, about it. But, like, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's a good book, but it's, like, nothing I would read multiple times if it wasn't for Kurt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's also something cool about just, like, being really interested in other people or having, like, idols as a... Uh, as a called just because you get to know other stuff that they like which you probably also like so it's just a great way of discovering new art and music and stuff yeah yeah like the influence they had on like people um is like huge like in the episode with with heli i also talked about the political influence he had because he was like one of the first main artists who like openly said like i'm a feminist or i'm super anti-rape culture and that stuff and yeah and sorry. no no sorry he just i just wanted to say he um totally like positively influenced a whole generation of juvenile in that way yeah i definitely think so too and especially maybe because it's just not uh like of course those tendency those I'd say leftist tendency always are there, were there also in punk in the 60s and stuff, but because they became kind of really popular and kind of mainstream for that. Okay, so I'm sorry if you heard a cut there. I mean, you probably did because now I'm talking. Um, but Heli just said to leave and now we are on our own and we'll try to continue where we just left. Already. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite interview of Nirvana or Kurt? I mean, it's probably that. I also like those where I think it were like M no, it were it weren't MTV interviews because they like mocked mtv on those interviews <laughs> um, but they were like they were like sitting there and had like francis uh, kurt had like francis in his arms and um those i i also like like where the whole band talked and not just kurt yeah i love when they all talk because they're all just like hilarious and so great yeah. people and i just think that the one with um Francis as a baby is really funny because they have cookies and he keeps eating the cookies and giving them to everyone <laughs> except yeah. Francis who wants one and I just, I cracked up watching that. <laughs> yeah, that's so cute. 
and and Dave is also such a cool person. He must be so fun to be around. Yeah, Dave I Pro. totally believe so. Yeah, I th he he is probably like the the nicest rock star there ever was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's such a softie. He's really cute. Yeah, he also mm -hmm. must be like a great dad. Like he has he has kids now. Oh, definitely. Or But I think most musicians, or like at least like rock punk way musicians, are like great dads. Yeah, probably. Like, Kurt and Courtney were also like great parents, I think. Yeah. Like, because, too. yeah, like we talked about it with Hedy, um, in the last episode. Like, they both had really shattered like households, and for Kurt, it was like one of the things why he got into drugs that his family didn't like work how it should and his parents broke up at a really young age and he just like as a coping mechanism started to do tracks and make music which turned out great in the end but like it was his big wish to have like working family when he was younger yeah and i think it's really it's probably not easy if you're coming from that situation and turning it into actually caring for your children and not applying those same um, kind of skills you learned as a young child. Yeah. But like, I think they both wanted for... Cor uh, not for Courtney, I'm sorry. Courtney and Kurt wanted for Francis to have like a great childhood and not like those junky parents they were also always made up to be. Yeah, definitely. I totally think so. Like, they... They wanted to take Frances away from them, but once they saw how how cute they really were with her and how caring they they just couldn't like. Why would you? Oh, that's that was a really cute story. <laughs> yeah, there there was that article in Vanity Fair which said that like, um, that like Courtney had never stopped using heroin throughout her addict uh <laughs> throughout her pregnancy. <laughs> uh, yeah, she had a baby addiction at the time. <laughs> um uh, yeah throughout her throughout her pregnancy and uh, then they weren't allowed to take her home uh when the baby was born and after a s few days they like brought her to the to their house and then they had like weekly inspections or something like that to see if they they were like caring and doing okay with the baby because someone wrote like that article in Vanity Fair in that newspaper and I guess just someone just said like hey they are they are using you can't let them have a baby and they took that like a like an official statement like if someone would go to the police and tell them my neighbors are doing drugs in front of the baby and they're not looking out for it wow that must be so horrible especially if you have yeah. like not that of a good childhood and then someone just Okay, that must be really bad. Yeah, and then there was that thing with Axel who called them, or who called Kurt, um, a junkie with a junkie wife while she was still pregnant, while Courtney was still pregnant. Yeah, it's probably really hard just being in public, especially if you're not, like, uh, that mainstream, and if you're political and people just are set out to harm you. Yeah, yeah. Like there was a lot of hate um directed to them, especially to Courtney. Yeah. I I never really figured out why. Like for me, she's really like everyone always says she she's so rude and mean, but I don't know. She she seems a really likable person to me. 
Definitely. And I think it's so... I I don't get it either, but sometimes I think it just comes across like that's because she's loved, but she's a woman. But like, that's the whole point. You can't say, great, Kurt, he's doing feminism, but Courtney's so loud. Like, are you stupid? Yeah. Yeah, they, they were... I think they were like really great for each other, and like for for the whole songs that I I mean, not the whole songs Courtney wrote, but the songs Courtney wrote for whole, and <laughs> they always th- said that uh, Kurt wrote them for her, and like they they did interviews where they said like I no I didn't I didn't write them for her. We write songs together because like we make music together. We are a married couple. We. We are musicians and we write music together. And they also wrote like Heart Shaped Box together. And like probably half of, half of the songs on In Utero are like their unified work of the two. But that's just because of sexism and that stuff, not a thing people are willing to talk about. So Kurt just wrote 100% of Courtney's lyrics and, and songs. And Courtney just wrote nothing for Kurt in popular. <laughs> acclaim yeah it's really stupid yeah i believe they were really great for each other i mean not in a way that they or maybe they even had like a really positive influence on each other because courtney was like the main person who knew how kurt was feeling in the end and who tried to prevent his suicide until it finally happened um because like he ran away what what would she do i definitely think so i mean after all, we can't really know, but just the way it comes across, it really, um, it really looks like they're just both struggling, but still good for each other, not like, um, making each other worse. And I mean, that's totally possible. <laughs> like, yeah, most of my friends are struggling, and it's still so much better to have them with me. So, I think it totally makes sense. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, you can. Like probably it's even it would be weird if they and like they wouldn't like have both something because if you don't feel understood, I don't think you can like have that kind of relationship and yeah yeah, and I think it's hard for something to understand what a heroin addiction is like or what depression is like if you haven't experienced it yourself, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, but we're getting negative. We didn't want to get <laughs> negative here. Um, so hard. So yeah. okay, okay. Let's do our top five songs: Nirvana and Kurt Cobain solo stuff, if you can call it solo stuff, like the thing he recorded with his aunt's equipment when he was younger. That's really cute. Okay, so as the first one, I got about a girl because that was the first one I heard. Actually, before Smells Like Teen Spirit, <laughs> and I just, <laughs> I just fell in love. It's just, I don't know. I really like it. Um, yeah, it's a really cute song. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like one of the... He didn't, or he doesn't have really many songs he like wrote like a full storyline for. But I believe um, About a Girl is one of those songs where he like has a yeah, topic. Yeah, me too. Where it's like actually, especially because it's from Pleach, like one of the really early ones. And yeah. it still has actual meaning to the lyrics in whole (laughs) yeah 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 so and yeah yeah um and that song wasn't really popular until um the mtv unplugged in new york came around right so 
Um, he said, this is of our first record and most people don't know it when he introduced it on on the MTV stuff. Um, and that was like what they it only got mo- most of his early stuff only got popular once the band got popular and i think this is one of the, those songs yeah but like i think that's like that with every band it just makes sense because then you have yeah. diehard fans who go by everything and so it gets more popular even the earlier stuff that isn't that in the public eye i'd say but yeah 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 totally so my second one is surf the servants cuz i just love the lyrics and i think the mix of lyrics and music like it just fits together it's just like yeah <laughs> yeah it's a great song it. it's just like um when i hear the music i think of the lyrics and not just in the way of like of course because i know the song but just like it's like made for each other i i can't have, of course it's made for each other but <laughs> <laughs> yeah you yeah, know I get what, what I mean, you mean. Right? <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, I totally get it. Uh, um, for me, this is al- always like um, I think it is like an an homage to his song "Old Age," um, which Hole also re- as well, so Courtney uh, Courtney Love re- later recorded it too, "Old Age," and it, he didn't like. He said it wasn't good enough for Nevermind. That's why it didn't get on there. But then he like redid the song and wrote new lyrics, but the chords are pretty much the same the vibe is pretty similar i don't know do you know the song old age no i don't think so but i'll write it down and listen to it <laughs> okay yeah it's a really cool song um it's one of their very early songs and i don't think they ever recorded it professionally but there are like versions on the internet of them rehearsing it okay i'll look it up yeah so my third one is poly just because i think it's really brave that they did so many songs on that topic and that they just spoke out uh, uh, about it because, like, it used to be and still is pretty much a... Do you say taboo topic in English? Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. it's pretty much a taboo. So, and it shouldn't be. So I think... I really love it. And I just... That sounds dumb, but I think it's catchy. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. They they recorded the thing on like a Kurt said that once in an interview that they recorded it on like a thirty dollar guitar he bought at some thrift shop because he loved to go thrift shopping, and um then he like had to tape the strings in order for them to um stay in tune, and then he just sat there and recorded it. Oh and um ah I can't remember remember the name. This is ooh. um. What was the Chad Channings? He gets money from Nevermind because those two hits on the symbol in Polly are from him. That he was the drummer before Dave Grohl. Yeah, I know who he is. Yeah, yeah, just for anyone listening oh, yeah. out there who doesn't know who Chad Channing is. So Chad Channing was like the third drummer of Nirvana, I think, or the second one, not the third one, and um, he recorded Bleach with them, and then they kicked him out while they were on tour for some reason <laughs> and uh, they also re- started recording stuff for Nevermind and he started with that but then he really had to leave and they got Dave Grohl and Dave Grohl redid all the drum stuff um, Chad had done before for example on In Bloom that the the stuff what he plays it's like all Chad Channings but Dave played it again so they didn't have to pay money to Chad and 
case the album comes out at some point. And on Polly, they forgot to do that, so he still gets royalties for that song. That's that's good for him. Yeah. <laughs> he was lucky then. Yeah. Um, and it was really like just two cymbal hits. Yeah, but that's, that's not a... Okay, so you said five, so I think yeah. my fourth one is dumb for no particular reason, just because I like it. I listen to it most probably even. Just like on a daily. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think it's really relatable too. Yeah, totally. Uh, I had that like my Wattpad status for a long time was that thing. Oh, right. Like, I remember. <laughs> yeah. Your Wattpad stories are amazing, by the way. You could say your name now that everybody listening could read them if you're comfortable. Well, thank you. Yeah, Um, it's Broke Our Mirrors. Thing or we broke our mirror, mirrors. I don't know. You'll find it under that thing. It's really there good. There, it's really really good. Go read it after this. Thank you. It's only two stories though so far. Yeah. Okay. Um, dumb. Dumb is a great song. That's true. And I think my fifth one is brand new, just because that's also one I listen to a lot. It's just I don't know. I can't really explain myself, I just feel it. Yeah, it's, it's a feeling with songs, like, it's hard to explain this stuff. Yeah. So what are yours? Like, the problem is, I have I forgot this. <laughs> I, I, I I thought about the other stuff, but I forgot this one. But I'll do a list now. So we said we wouldn't do Smells Like Teen Spirit, because um, Smells Like Teen Spirit is, would just, like, top the others for... Uh, so for me it would because it like has all that stuff smells like teen spirit has and it was smells like teen spirit um but yeah so number one um so at the moment the song i listen to the most no i'll take a different approach lithium is number one um because I really, really, really love Lithium and it's for me one of the main grunge anthems and one of like the most catchy songs in grunge, I'd say. And the the chord progression is really cool, like the lick and lithium. Um just like every Nirvana lick. I can't think of one that doesn't have like a catchy lick. What are your your thoughts on that song? I I really love it. It's just that's also one I uh heard like um not first but like as first first few songs let's say and I just connected to the lyrics so heavily I was just like yeah he gets me that's nice <laughs> so yeah. it's one I like a lot too yeah um okay. I also like like that song live a lot because it in theory hasn't has got like those um picking stuff also on the lick, but life just th- throws that all over because he's like I don't know drunk and high and whatever and <laughs> and you can't really do that then I think um yeah so number two I would say is Floyd the Barber from Bleach um which is also an anti rape song um. He did three of those, I think. Did he do three? He did At Rape least. Me, he did Floyd the Barber, and Polly. 
at least three, but I yeah might be more. Yeah, but but those three are the ones that are like fairly known, I'd say. I really love, or like it's really just sad how it gets more and more obvious because people just don't get it. Yeah, <laughs> like. Like the thing with his rape songs, like anti-rape songs, is they did that and people didn't get it. Like, they didn't see how how it addresses rape. Then they did Polly, and people still didn't get it. So he thought, like, okay, how can I make this more obvious? And then he he wrote "rape me," and people thought it was a metaphor, and it still wasn't an anti-rape song. Yeah, it just <laughs> there is no winning that. It's just really frustrating. Yeah, but I think he got the message out eventually. Yeah. Like he. He said it a couple of times. Yeah, so that is my number two. And number three? I'll go for Old Age, actually. Um, I love that song. Like, I love the recordings more that are not made for an album, I'd say, because they are like more free and what they did there and it's more like a live recording and more like them living the music rather than having it recorded one by one and Kurt also didn't didn't like that like he didn't like his songs being ripped apart to being put together later yeah I can imagine yeah and also when they recorded Smells Like Teen Spirit he was like super furious that they wanted him to play the opening um, the opening lick again those four chords um, because he wanted it to be one live recording of that song, yeah. and I believe the rest is fairly live. Also, oh, only that one part at the beginning they did again. I think that's yeah. actually the cooler way to do it. Of course, if you're like using a lot of harmonies and laying voices over, then of course it makes sense to do it that way. But when I was young, I always thought they just played it one time and they took that version on the album, like everyone did. So. I just like that thought. I don't know. I think that's the way I would do it. So. Yeah, me, me too. Totally. Um, do you know how that started? That they started um doing like several different recordings and putting them together. No, tell me. Um, it was the Beatles who did that on Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. They they went into um the studios for several months, and they developed a technique how to do that with only four um with four like at the time they only had like possibly four like things to layer on each other yeah. and so they recorded stuff and then recorded two things together so they have it in one line and they kind of perfected that and that was the first time someone did that like on a bigger base I really thought that was like way older. <laughs> I no, thought they were really always used to do it. Like, of course, as long as recording goes, they probably didn't do that in Gregorianic. But <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean. But it really fits yeah. the Beatles. Like, if anyone made that a thing, then the Beatles. Yeah, right. The Beatles were also a big influence on Kurt. He did covers of them. Um, the most popular probably being and I love her I think yeah but he did others too you can find them on the internet just look for Kurt Beatles or something I'm gonna look that up probably later just like when I'm at yeah. that that sounds really good <laughs> but yeah 
I can totally imagine. Yeah. I love how with music, like with musical artists, it's like, um, you don't, you never get what they are listening to. I don't think that if you just like know Sonisi of Nirvana, you would have thought he listened to the Beatles. Yeah. And yeah. I also love that it's with even more mainstream artists right now or something like, I don't have an example, but like, let's say Ariana Grande or someone, and they just all, like most of them also listen to these, um, other, these other genres of music like Nirvana yeah. and punk or classical just because they love, me, uh, love music as it is. I have something to, I think. So... I sometimes listen to The Voice of Germany, which is like that casting show we have here, and it's all around the globe, I think. And sometimes they play good songs and make good covers, and sometimes sometimes they don't. <laughs> um, but like there was that one dude who was uh, playing Nirvana once. He played Where Did You Sleep Last Night once, which isn't a Nirvana song, but like, it's known for being a Nirvana song. And then on the se the second time he played Heart Shaped Box. And one of the judges who does, who normally does like um, pop music, I can't remember her name. I'm not good with pop musicians. I can't take them apart. Um, Yvonne Cutterfield. Yeah, right. right. Oh my God. <laughs> so, <That> so, <laughs> uh, so she, she is like the singer of some band. I don't know. Or... No, she's herself. Ah, she's herself. Okay, I, I thought she was. No, that was that other other girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah I... that was the other one. I I really can't keep them apart. Um, but anyways, um, she said that when she was young, she listened to a lot of Nirvana, and everyone was like, "What? How? 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 How do you listen to Nirvana? <laughs> I I can't see that happening," and. She even invited, like, she didn't buzzer for him when he did um, his first time with Where Did You Sleep Last Night? And then on, this, on the second one, she called him, like, back to, he, she wrote him an, an email to come back, play another Nirvana song, and I'll buzzer for you, buzzer for you, I'll get you on my team. But, like, yeah, um, point, she, you, you wouldn't think it sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, but then there are also, like, really obvious cases. Um, of course they are. Yeah. Like Fiddler, for example. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's definitely one. Oh, did you know that the latest Fiddler album was produced by the same dude who did a lot of the stuff on Blurry Face for 21 Pilots? That's really cool. I don't know where you get that knowledge, but I'm here for it. <laughs> I just I just research it. Uh, like, when I'm interested. I'm, I, I think producers get too little love. I think producers should get more appreciation because they contribute a great deal to the music the musicians do. That is probably true. Yeah. I haven't thought about it yet, but you are right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... I um, also really like it when, just like uh, your example with the voice, um, I just love it when it's like that in real life, just like ordinary people, and you're like, wait, you listen to that? How cool, like... <laughs> yeah, you sometimes That's wouldn't so think fun. it. Yeah. But but I think, as, as I, as I, like, that's why I also had you do that playlist, mm -hmm. because I think you can get to know a person better through what they listen to than through their actions. 
somehow yeah, like definitely. for me yeah i definitely think so <laughs> and maybe i'll do one of those playlists too when actually i, I always i already said what i listened to in the first episode of this thing yeah if you, but are... you still have to do it i still have to do it yeah i really want to see it like and okay. i think everybody who listens want to see it Okay, maybe I'll do a I do like a mini episode on my playlist. That's a good okay. idea. Yeah. But my number four pick. My number four would be Um the th- the three things they played unplugged together with the meat puppets. I believe they are bo- they are all equally good and I believe that Kurt's voice sounds so great with the songs the meat puppets wrote and i don't know it's like a, if you know the original songs it they sound so different but they remade that really amazingly for uh for that acoustic acoustic session yeah i love those a lot so last last but not least like it's definitely not the least because they have like a million songs <laughs> and these these are only five. Um, um something in the way. Oh yeah, that's a great one. Um together with the bonus track Endless Nameless. Like on on some like European and Asian versions when you go through the through the album there's a hidden track at the end which is Endless Nameless which is just played in after they finished um they're finished with playing something in the way. Um like you have to wait like f- or skip ahead to listen to it. Um right so I love something in the way it's really like grounding kinda to listen to it. Like it gets you back to a certain point <laughs> i don't know how to say it yeah i think i know what you mean for me at least how i got what you were saying is like you your adrenaline level goes down again and you are back to being a person <laughs> yeah but not in a negative way yeah of like course that... in a positive way like kind of like a good ending just like yeah you're it's... not left wanting more immediately <laughs> Yeah, right. It's it's like a perfect ending to an album. The perfect ending to the perfect album. No. <laughs> I wouldn't call it the perfect album, but it's like perfect in its own sense. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Like it's it's all those album ending songs of them are like kinda different. <laughs> um aren't they? Wait, I gotta look it up what the last songs are. Um on on in utero it's uh, how is it called? Do, 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 do. Um, I can't remember. Uh, what's it called? Could even play it on the guitar, but I don't know the name of it. That's it. All apologies. All apologies, right? Yeah, that's true. That's but it's also kind of like calming in a yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That's what I mean. That it's it like fits it. The same and with um, something in the way on Nevermind. I do not know what Downer sounds like, like it's, from memory. It's I I don't think it's acoustic. I I can't I me neither. 
Um, I don't think it's acoustic, but it's also different. I can't remember. We'll listen to that later. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so... I mean, it, yeah, it's cool to end an album with a real ending. Yeah, I think Twenty One Pilots also always do that. I just wanted to say that. Yeah, it's just it's it's really good if you listen like through the album and actually only with Twenty One Pilots because he said in an interview like Tyler that he composes them that most artists compose them as the album. Before I always listened to things on Chavez, so I was surprised. <laughs> yeah, I just love being surprised by it and just like happy that a song came on. Although I'd be happy about every song, so I don't know. But then I started actually listening to albums first as a whole, and it's just it is really good. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that it's always musically like deeper and better to listen to albums ra rather than singles. Yeah, because like the artist had a thought about putting that into one album, and I, like sometimes when you listen to an artist, the albums differ differ so much. Um, which comes from that that like they write an album as an album, and some even are like concept albums, where you have like one musical concept and you write like ten or fifteen songs to it. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite concept album? Doesn't have to be Nirvana. Uh, I thought so. Um, my favorite concept album. It. I must go with my Chemical Romance because they did only concept albums with like stories behind it. I think it's awesome. Uh -huh. So it's probably gonna be uh, three cheers for Sweet Revenge because it's. I just love it. It's about some story. I'm probably gonna get it kind of wrong, but it's about a guy and or at least two lovers, and um, I think one of them dies or something, or both die, and the devil lets one back to give him a, t a thousand souls, like to kill a thousand people, and they can be united again or something. And mm. it's just, these songs are so fitting, like just they bring out a feeling so good, it's just like, if you think about it, it's like, oh, tragic, but if you <laughs> listen to the songs with it, it's like, oh my god. <laughs> I love tragic songs though, I, I love tragedy in music. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, What's yours? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. Um, do you know who Sammy Copley is? No. I will okay. write that down, though. Um, right. So everyone can write that down, please. Because <laughs> uh, he is a really great artist. Um, he's from England? At least he's from Great Britain, and uh, he does. He started by doing cover songs on YouTube, and now he put out his uh, first album, which is a concept album, which is called "Growing Pains." And um, he has like his friends, like interludes, where only his his friends talk about like the most. No, no, they address they address their younger self and tell them, hey don't beat yourself up and like it's gonna be okay um they address their younger self when they were in a difficult situation and it's like all about that like coping stuff and yeah it's a really great album that sounds awesome <laughs> it's it's not what you would expect from me to listen to them probably uh if you like heard the other episodes um <laughs> 
he's a really great artist though. I love his voice so much. Um yeah. That's that. <laughs> With all the things you're recommending, I think I'm not gonna sleep this night again. <laughs> but no, that's you fine. Have, Music's you have more to important. Sleep. Uh, I agree, but sleep is also important. That's true. It's, uh, I... For me, when I'm in school, it's music, sleep, food. It's like, I sleep through breakfast, but <laughs> I listen to music till 3 a.m. because I like it. So it's it's not healthy, but it's nice. Yeah, I get it, though. Um, when I, I don't eat breakfast in school either. Like, we're in a boarding school. That's uh, that. This might be confusing if you don't know that um, right <laughs> so um i don't go to breakfast either and in the evening i'm always so done that i just fall asleep and don't really have time to listen to anything yes. throughout the day i listen to a lot of music in class sometimes oh, hope i mostly my... sleep through dinner too because i'm just so tired <laughs> <laughs> i just i don't have a happy sleep rhythm but that's fine me neither i just sleep when i'm tired Exactly. Yeah. Um. Anyways, let's get back to Nirvana because okay, let's let's set a set a limit. So we do this one and a half hour long, so we don't go like two hours on this thing, and people actually listen to it in the end. <laughs> That's a good idea. Um, okay. I, I, I don't have any idea how long um, we did it. I I have the marks here. Okay. Um. Let's talk about, like, activism stuff. We have, like, started talking about it because it's just so deeply intertwined in his music. Um, like, what is your main thing for you? What do you think was, think was like, the main message he wanted to put out in the world? I think basically just this mindset of not really be nice, but treat everyone as a human being. And just I don't I don't know how to explain it. It's just yeah 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 definitely. yeah. What um, is it for you? Like, same kind of, um, <laughs> <laughs> but also like he talked about that too in one interview that he said like they had different phases and they had like that communist phase and they had that anarchist phase and different things and yeah as a as a band they went through um but i believe that he didn't have like one ideology he wanted to support with his claims and music and stuff he was more like a basically what modern punk rock bands also do like um the idols for example um which like just says like go out and love each other and stop raping and stop feminism and why the hell uh, not stop feminism <laughs> sorry start being feminist stop sexism um that yeah um yeah so i believe it is more like like based on a love basis yeah, yeah. just like love over our basically <laughs> Yeah, and it's just like use common sense and be a decent human being. It's not that hard. Yeah, exactly. I don't get why it's so rare. It's just yeah, and 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 he was also like, if if you're homophobe or you're a racist or you're a sexist, I don't want you here. Please. Yeah. 
Yeah, like we are a community of people loving people. Don't be here if you're a if you're a sexist. Like I don't want you to buy my records. I don't want to make money with you. Like yeah, he was just building that community, I believe, in in his Nirvana fans. Yeah, and I think that's what a lot of artists with that kind of values are trying to do to actually build build like that kind of love-based community but i guess if you are getting bigger and bigger it's really hard <laughs> to yeah. do that yeah i mean like it was difficult for him you you could like see how it like beat him up that he didn't have that like all the time that he didn't just have the fans he would really like to have um yeah yeah and also like uh, he wasn't in the 90s it was like kind of different he wasn't allowed to play everything he wanted because like mtv for example didn't want him to play rape me or didn't want him to play like things that um that serve a, a political agenda yeah because they tried to well they were kind of mainstream and yeah <laughs> Like MTV, like until today, they they only like play the music that everyone wants to hear. That is mainstream music. Yeah. And in the nineties, that was Nirvana, and before that, it was hair metal. And after that, right now, it's like pop music. Like pop music is a yeah, stupid it's... word. <laughs> it is. It just means popular, but I get what you mean. It's just kind of yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what it would be called if it if it wasn't called pop music and if it would even exist if it wasn't called pop pop music i have no idea but i'd like to know <laughs> yeah there's also a video on the internet where they talk about when rock stopped being top music it's really interesting it's on youtube just look for that um yeah but nirvana really got popular with an unpopular approach kind of like yeah, they were just yeah, they were just so good that they got at some point popular and still didn't sell out. That is impressive, but I think that's what it is with most actually big things. Like, I actually think Billy Eilish did that too, and 21 Pilots did that too, and people before them did that too, like Queen did that too. It's just, yeah. I think the ones who get really, really big are ones who start off with, and for that time, um, not mainstream approach. Yeah, like really great music is often alternative music that just got popular. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think it makes sense because probably the biggest audience for music are um, young adults. And most of them still got the spirit of kind of doing their own thing and figuring yourself out and just being different. Yeah. <laughs> even if you're not it's just it totally makes sense to me yeah and also like don't get me wrong i mean there is so great music that isn't in the pop spectrum i believe there's way more to discover than you do when you just like so like look on the surface of alternative things that are kind of poppy um definitely yeah yeah it's just that some of them like just start getting popular because they are so good in what they do. Others don't because they are good in what they do, but it isn't something that appeals to a lot of people. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. And I yeah. think if you like have time and if you know how to dig deeper, you can actually get to really cool things. Like you showed me that band Hotel Wifi. Wi-Fi? I'm sorry. Yeah. Hotel or is Wi-Fi. it a musician? I don't know. Jackson. But, yeah, Hello, exactly. Jackson, Jackson I saw you follow me on Instagram. If you listen, oh. if you are listening to this, Jackson, I love you. I love your music so much, and I would really like to collaborate with you and have you on the episode and do an interview with you or something. And everyone who is listening who isn't Jackson, please go check Jackson out. Hotel Wi-Fi. He's on every major listening platform. He's really amazing. Yeah. He is. I just love him. <laughs> yeah. Um, I. The way I found out about him was I was I had a pun in my head which was Billy Eyelash. Um because <laughs> like you know and apparently Hotel Wi Fi did a um did a song where they had Billy Eyelash on and I looked for that Billy Eyelash and I was like, huh, I wonder if someone is called that and then I found them. <laughs> And I, I remember going like, this is great. They must be really popular in this indie community. Because at the time, I wasn't really into English indie. I was into German indie. Um, and then uh, sometime later, I remembered him again. And then I went to Heli and was like, hey, listen to this. He's so cool. Like It was at the time we... Um, we really got to know each other and at, in the, at the same evening you texted me and I told you I'm listening to this dude and I really love him and yeah <laughs> um, that's I, cute I really like his music a lot yeah. I do too and you know like most couples have like a song for them like ours is like Helly's and mine is from Hotel Wi-Fi yeah, oh like, that, that, that is so cute <laughs> yeah anyways Kurt Cobain? <laughs> yeah, right. It's so hard to stay on topic. You're hardly right. Yeah. Um, you just... It's just if you talk about this stuff, if you talk about music, you just have so many links within the musicians and... Yeah, or not within the musicians, within the music. The <laughs> music. No, it, within both. <laughs> yeah. I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I I wrote down something else we wanted to talk about, right? I just can't... Oh, yeah, right, with uh, Courtney and Francis, but no, we talked about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, do, you, do you have a list um, for any chance? Or Wait, I can look it up. Oh, okay. Different questions. Can I look it up? Okay, yeah, we still don't call. Uh, yeah. I am giving my best, but I'm really slow. I will... I mean, I can cut this out, but yeah. There is still most underappreciated song and oh. favorite Kurt related story. Okay, let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> and if you have any more ideas, then we will pick those okay. up. Okay, I try. Okay, so. Okay, let's go into most underappreciated song. My problem with this one is that I don't know which song is how I appreciate it, except for Smells Like Teen Spirit. <laughs> I, I believe that they're, like, the next few big songs would probably, like, Lithium and Come As You Are and Heart Shaped Box. Yeah, I think so too. That but apart from sense. those, I don't know. Like, Nevermind is probably, like, the 
most appreciated of the albums, like in the community and in music in general? Yeah, I think so. And it's like, if you um, just like, even before one knows, Nirvana is just the one you have hear reference most. Yeah. So that just makes sense. Okay. Do you want to go first um, anyways, or do you want me to go first on this one? Um, I can try. Okay. <laughs> so I won't choose one from Nirvana then. Uh, that would be stupid. Not one from Nevermind then. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, it's really well known. So I'd probably go with Paper Cuts. Yeah, great song. From Peach. Yeah. Because I just... It used to be my favorite one from Bleach when I first got into Nirvana because I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is kind of mystical or something. I just felt connected. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get that totally. Mm. What is yours? Like, I could go with Floyd the Barber again, but just to bring a little That's more true. diversity into it. <laughs> um, Let's say School, also from Bleach. Oh, right. That one's good, too. Yeah. That is really good. I love the live versions, even though I think, like, the one on Bleach is also probably recorded all, almost live or entirely. Yeah. Um, I will definitely watch a concert of Nirvana, like, one live version on YouTube this evening. <laughs> <laughs> because now I get to any mood. I watched two concerts yesterday from 21 Pilots and MCR. I just, I'm really into it right now. I miss it. Yeah, I wanna go. I was. I've never been to a concert. I'm so sad. I've never been to a concert. And that is really sad. You have to. Yeah, I got into it too late, and then once I got into it, I was. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense, and it's also really hard if you're like under sixteen to like get there, especially if your parents don't like it. Yeah. Also. I just like. Yeah. <laughs> same. Yeah, I didn't have a lot of friends who listened to my type of music. Yeah, same. It's just like you. It's not that fun going at all. Yeah. So, but now I got friends who listen to the music I like, so that will change hopefully yeah. after the pandemic. But right. anyways, I think like the f biggest concert or like the realest one, <laughs> as I say, that wasn't like really small that I went to was with my dad to Pink last year, or two years ago, and it was just really I love the wife. I love Pink too. I don't know why I don't have her included in my list. Because I listened to all her albums yesterday, but <laughs> yeah, and we planned on going to Green Day, but that didn't happen oh, because yeah, of the right. pandemic. That fell through, right? I, yeah, I I was like the closest I got was actually to the Pixies. I wish I went there, but for oh. some reason we didn't. It was when our like, in case you were wondering earlier, we were in an exchange to Ecuador, um. <laughs> which was organized from our school and like when our exchange students were here we had the plan so i had the plan to go to a pixies concert with mine but we didn't because i don't know we didn't have the time or we didn't want to sleep there but we were in the city anyways so we could have that that is really sad i don't <laughs> that yeah. is so close yeah. But yeah, I'm just excited that now that we're like 16 and I mean nearly 18, we can just like go to a lot of concerts if the pandemic is over and I'm excited for it. Yeah. And to do a smooth like transition, when Kurt was 17, he dropped out of high school 
<laughs> so let's get to um, your coolest Kurt-related story. I literally don't remember that many, but I like I read a thousand, but I don't remember shit. Uh huh. So you want to start, and I think. Okay. Okay. I'm. I'm gonna start. So there are a lot. <laughs> um. Okay. So. I go with the high school thing. After Kurt dropped out of high school, he was like homeless for some time because he left home then and like he couldn't live at home if he wasn't studying, I suppose, like for his mom and his stepdad. And then he lived like in the streets of Aberdeen for some time um, and then Seattle later and then back in Aberdeen. And he also crashed on the porch of the Melvins a lot of uh, of the um of bass from the Melvins, uh, who's like their lead singer, um, who's a really cool dude. And so he got into that like punk rocky thing by like not by being homeless, but I guess he got into the scene because when he was homeless, he got like accepted from those people, and they were like taking care of him. And then at some point, he got a job as a janitor at, at his old high school and <laughs> meanwhile he was like producing music but i i guess it is like really a like hard thing to go back to your old high school but don't study there like be the janitor and he made like a thousand dollars a month so like really little it wouldn't be enough to live if you're if you had a home <laughs> you had a home yeah that I heard that one too, but like, yeah, that must be so hard. Yeah. I mean, I also can't imagine that he is like less sensitive to it <laughs> than I might be. Just yeah. like, he's like, okay, I don't care. They just do their thing. Let's sleep but... here today. <laughs> yeah. But, but <laughs> apart. Let's just sleep in the school. Yeah. Uh, but apart from that, I'd say um, it's the story I talked about, the podcast episode that was published yesterday. By the time you're listening to this. Yeah. That just confused me. But now I know when it's going to be published. Because yeah. yeah. This episode is going to be published on Saturday. And when you're listening to this, there's probably one that was published one day earlier on Friday. Which is with did the you, one with Heli. Did you publish it yet? No, not yet. I'm still not okay. <laughs> quite done editing. But yeah. I think it's so amazing that you do it. I, I could never edit something. It's kind of fun, actually. I believe so. I just, I'm just incapable. <laughs> um, Like, it's fun to do it, but it's also, like, really um hard to stay focused on it. Oh, I believe. Because, yeah. like, last episode, for example, um, like, Hallie was recording from her headphones and with a built-in mic. And every time she, like, dropped the headphone, you had that little clicking noise. And I was trying, like, right now I'm trying to edit out all those clicking noises. Um, oh, yeah. that's hard. I really hope I don't make that much noise, but I can't promise I, I anything. Don't, I don't think you do with these microphones. I, I think they do a pretty good job at noise reduction. It might be, but it's just also really sensitive, and I don't know at what kind of sensitivity we have put it. So it'll it'll hope. it'll work, and I can also do like noise reduction um thingies. Okay. Anyways, your favorite <laughs> Kurt related story. That's still hard. Um, 
Can I go off topic again just because I thought of something? Yeah, of course, please. You know that interview where they sit on the crown and talk about stuff, obviously, and uh, Chris talks about how he hates people standing on, what is it called, like these moving staircases. Yeah, yeah, I think I know that one. I think about it every time I see a moving staircase and start <laughs> to walk. It's literally... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just ingrained in my brain. I don't remember my childhood, but I remember that moment in that interview. Like You, you mean like elevators, right? Yeah, or, not yeah. elevators. Elevators are the thing that you go into and you go up. I mean like the staircase thingies that move. Yeah, yeah. I... Aren't those called elevator? I I'm, I don't know. Are they? Oh my god! I I don't I don't know. I'm sorry. Um, this is not our <laughs> native language. <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna believe you. If I, anyone's um, interested in German, it's Rolltreppe, yeah. which means basically like rolling stairs. Yeah. We have funny It's not names even rolling. That's dumb. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you think about it, it is. Uh, yeah. If you translate German words to English, it sounds so stupid. We have such a stupid language. It's just everything is exactly what we yeah. call it. Yeah. I think it's called Rolltreppe because, like, rolling stairs, because when it was first, like, made, it was, like, they put it out on, like, big, like, festival activities in the... 19th century and it was literally a stair stairs that like went around all the time and you can you could stand on it and then go up and then yeah that sounds so fun yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> that was a little really off topic but I, yeah. I don't know my favorite story um... I'm I'm thinking if if I have like one I would also like to tell but actually just go listen to interviews like that's the most authentic yeah, exactly. ways you can get these stories that's not really a story because we talked about it as an interview but i love that other interview in which car talks about them uh talking shit about mtv on mtv and i just the way he tells uh, that, that really was on mtv so yeah, it was. I don't. I don't know if the version like where he says uh, that he did talk shit on MTV on MTV is from MTV, but uh -huh. uh, definitely they did talk shit on MTV while being interviewed by MTV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like for my for my last episode with Heli once again, and during my re research, I've come like across that interview where they like tell the story of the 92 music awards which went a little wrong for everyone and they like said how fucking corporate assholes mtv are and that they wouldn't let them play what they wanted like they wanted to play rape me but they weren't allowed they first they had to play never uh not never mind i'm sorry they had to play smells like teen spirit um when they say okay if we have to smash uh play smells like his spirit then we are not gonna then we are just gonna leave now and then they were okay, we're like okay we are gonna play uh, we are gonna let you play lithium but if you're not we will fire all your friends uh, you have here with us at mtv and yeah like they that had to so rude like yeah i don't know i really wonder if they um if they actually aired that interview on mtv originally because of course i 
only watch it on YouTube of MTV and they aired that, but Yeah. I really wonder. <laughs> I mean, it would be funny though, like but I don't know. Okay. I would say let's conclude this episode which uh with one one quote or lyric of Kurtz that is like really sticking out of you or one thing he said once like you know okay i'm gonna go with lyric Mm -hmm. um because as i said i don't remember stuff um i think it's either from lithium i'm so excited i can't wait to meet you there and i don't care because i totally feel that it's just it happens to me all the time i get super excited about stuff and then it just stops but do you know that's about uh, that's about God? Like he, it's about a a dude who um, breaks up with his or his girlfriend breaks up with him, and then he like finds God, and that's like him. Um, he wants to kill himself, and he's so excited to meet Jesus on the other side. Oh, that that makes sense. I just I just read about that song being about um, bipolar disorder, because of course there's like difference in feelings. <laughs> But uh, yeah. that is really cool too. Like, um, I, I think it's one of those songs he like wrote like with a storyline. And as far as I'm concerned, the storyline in this song is like his girlfriend breaks up with him, and then all of a sudden he like turns happy because he found Jesus and God and the, all those friends. But like, you know, they're in his head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, and the second one, I um, think it is from Dom. I think I'm dumb, or maybe I'm just happy, and I'm not like them, but I can pretend, because that's just such a typical feeling, and it is really dumb to feel that way, but it's just, I think everybody does sometimes. Yeah. So, yeah, (laughs) that's just so real that, I don't know, I really like that one. Yeah. Yeah, like, Totally, <laughs> I, I I I even feel like that sometimes. Like, and people feel like I believe many people can connect to that. Or like yeah, Forrest Gump. So. You you said you like Forrest Gump. <laughs> yes, I love Forrest Gump. Maybe he's just and happy. Probably... <laughs> he is just happy. Yeah. It's it's the best piece of cinematography ever produced. I I go with Call Me by Your Name, but. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that one's good too. But I prefer the book actually. I I only read it because I you had it with you in Spanish, and I read a few pages of yours because I was bored. All and right, then I yeah. bought it myself, and it's amazing. It's a great. I love the way book. that's written too. It's it's like. But a of really course, great. the movie's really great. Yeah. I think it's basically just that I read the book before I watched the movie, and that's always. Yeah. Just like bad. I didn't. I still like the movie, but it's just I imagined it differently. I, but I believe that the movie is like one of the greatest pieces of art that we're like. Yeah, definitely. Recently. Like, Luca, the producer, is such a great artist. Yeah. Um. But I'm um, for my favorite lyrics or quotes. Like, if lyrics count, then I'm gonna do with just because you're paranoid don't mean they're not after you. Even though that's not his words. Like, that's a quote by someone he used there. I can't remember whose that was, actually. 
I can't remember either, but I do think that was some uh, how do you call that philo philosopher philosopher. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Probably. Um. I guess so. We could just look it up also, but I'll leave you with the fun of looking this up. Um, and also, <laughs> if we look for like his lyrics, um, all of Polly, um, Polly is a lyrically amazing song. Yeah, that is true. And also Lithium, like, as I said, my tag on my personal personal tag on Instagram and on Wattpad, even though I don't use that Instagram anymore, is like we broke our mirrors. So I'd say I'm so ugly, but that's okay because so are you. We have broke our mirrors. Um, yeah, I like that one too. And like every time he said that he doesn't like sexists and racists <laughs> and that stuff. Obviously, yeah. but yeah. That's not a quote, but yeah, definitely. Yeah, but I see it as a quote like so many times that just someone pastes it somewhere and then there's that like any uh, um, if any sexists and racists and stuff are here, then please fuck off. We don't want you to buy our records. Definitely. Yeah. And I mean, if you look it up, you probably get some... Uh, something where he said exactly that just with a like great metaphor or anything and then it's a quote so yeah definitely yeah okay so um let's conclude this episode with this do you have any final words to say oh i'm just really thankful you had me on i hope i did good and you did extraordinary yeah. ex- extraordinary well well this is a funny word yeah um, thank you and your podcast, your podcast is amazing. I would recommend the people to listen to it. But yeah, we are on the podcast. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you made it this far, um, here's your recommendation. But yeah, um, well, thank you <laughs> so much. Listen to all the other episodes. Thank you so much for being on. It's really more fun with you guys here. I believe so. It's easier to talk also. <laughs> well, okay, um, then. Everyone out there listening, I'm very thank- thankful you made it through. Like uh, Once I cut it, like probably one and a half hours of just us talking and sitting here. Um, I really hope I will see you the next time on... I have no idea yet what it will be about. Give me a message <laughs> if, you have, if you have some ideas. Um, so yeah, that's it for today. Uh, I'm very happy to see you later. Yeah, so... Bye. Go on and spread love.